welcome to the Fantasy Basketball Podcast with not quite a layman, not quite an expert, Pod Tom. Good morning, all balls I'm uh, walking to the office right now. That's about all I've got in me. In terms of the uh, radio host version of me, uh, going to go ahead and do a quick recap of last week. John Dewey took me down. Sorry, that's the train in the background. But I figure with a bunch of crappy noises and poor recording, it'll fit right in with the rest of the podcast. Just kidding. Um, so, last week, John Dewey bought stock in himself, and I took a big red dip on the NASDAQ, and he ended up, he ended up bullying me, kicked my ass. Alright, next we got the newly rebranded Foxes Loose in My Barns. I gotta agree with Sean, not sold on this name. Christian, it's not that it's not clever, but... It's a little much, a little heavy-handed. Not like your opponent of last week, extremely capable, that's how I pronounce it, which is just an effortless, frankly, work of art. Um, he crushed you, buddy. Uh, and now you and I sit in that three and four, fifth place spot. All right, moving on. Carmat, Dan, my goodness, eking out a win, a much-needed win against Stax by 4.2 points. Crazy. Sorry, Stax, but no one feels bad. You're 5-2. and two. All right, Duran of the Week. Nice new team name, losing to Ian's team, which is, frankly, the next one in dire need of a rebrand because he doesn't even have Bializia on his team anymore. Um... So we're going to have to change that real soon. Um, but Ian takes down Tom. Uh, pretty close. Looking at like a 68-point win. Um, I would look to see some more breakdown details of why Tom lost, but I don't really feel like it right now. And then we had Tacoma Blazers. Much-needed win again versus JB, who's really looking uh, in a tough spot right now. Tacoma Blazers, Adam's team, just having... One hell of a week. Uh, Adam is not so green anymore. It's supposed to be like a weed joke. I was going to make like a Grinch thing out of it, but I don't really have a don't really have a punchline for that. And then last up, the most devastatingly close loss of the season: two points. Sean moves to six and one over Kyle, his little stooge. Because he had to play Aaron Holiday. Well, tell you what, buddy. You're getting coal in your stocking this year because you made a bad decision on that one. That's all right. You're 5-2. I'm sure you'll remind me of that. Um, but talk to me when you're in the playoffs and still making good moves. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, um, let's take a look at the standings really quick. Um Sean alone at six and one at the top. 
Then we go to the group of five and two, tie between Kyle, Andy, and Stacks. And then that's where the craziness happens. You have five teams tied at three and four. Christian, Dan, Ian, Adam, and myself. And then, not that far down, three teams tied at two and five. JB, JD, and TB, tuberculosis tongue. Um, all at two and five. No one is really out of this when you consider how close those standings are. All it's going to take is uh, another loss by any of those three and four teams this week and a win by any of the two and five teams, and you're squared up. Um, let's see what else. I want to look at who's leading in flagrant fouls. Tie between Christian, Tom, and Kyle. Great. And then, I don't know why I looked at that. I'm leading in moves. I have 100 moves right now. Um, I'm killing you guys and making moves. All right. Well, that's going to do it for me. Fuck you. Bye. Tomorrow, December 6, 2018, is a big day in the state of Michigan. Marijuana becomes legal for recreational purposes. And this is something that one member of our league feels very, very strongly about. But the, the question remains to be seen, how does the state deal with the legalization process? I mean, until the feds make it legal everywhere, you can't back the banks, so you've got all this cash. How do we make it? I mean, right now, you're going to have to buy it from essentially a black market. Uh, people who were growing it illegally, but whatever. That's not for me to talk about. So, Adam, could you maybe like share with us Michiganders and for the state legislator who I'm sure listens to this and the Fed, uh, how, how should the state go about handling the legalization? I mean, how could we make this smoother? What have you seen? Maybe give us a little insight. What is up, no balls ass? It is I. Adam Palais, your sommelier of MJ, and I am just here to give you a quick lesson on how to buy cannabis. Congratulations again on it passing in your state, but now what do you do? You're going to be able to go to a store and buy cannabis. You're not just going to have some dealer shove some product in your face and say you have to buy it. Uh, You're going to have options. This is going to be wonderful. Um... Sorry about your dealers, by the way. Um, They're going to be going out of business. Not at the beginning, because at the beginning, cannabis is going to be stupid expensive. And then you're going to run out of it in about a month or two. And then there's going to be a freak out. But don't freak out. It'll be back. Uh, The growers will bounce back. It's a crop. Think of it like produce. Uh, They will have to just grow more. And then there'll be a sweet spot, and then eventually the market will get driven way down. The farmers will freak out, and then the big companies will come in and buy up all the licenses, and then we'll have Walmart weed. But until then, you are about to enter the golden age of cannabis. Welcome. So the first thing, if you didn't know already, the bud, uh, the thing that you are smoking is the flower of the plant. It is not the leaves of the plant. Uh, Even though the leaf is what is iconic for cannabis, you are smoking a flower. It's kind of cool. It's why it's so fragrant. Okay, so when you come into a store and you are handed a package, um, hopefully you guys 
are able to smell the cannabis before you buy it. In Washington, everything is prepackaged. It sucks. It sucks for the environment because we have plastic everywhere. And honestly, the most important thing, I should say, yeah, the most important thing for cannabis is the smell. So if you can't smell it, you don't really know what you're getting. So and so anyway, so you're going to be handed this package. There's going to be all these numbers on the back with the label. Those numbers are specious at best. Okay, don't don't buy. You're going to all of a sudden see these THC percentage numbers. If they try, if a bud tender tries to sell you a product based on THC percentage, I want you to just slap them in the face and say, you don't know what you're talking about. And that'll probably hurt their feelings a lot because probably most of the people that are working in the industry to start off are stoners and they think they know their shit. They don't know shit, okay? So, most of them anyway. Some of them do. But... Anyway, so the number you want to care about the most on the back of a package is terpenes. Terpenes are the essential oil of the plant that is responsible for the indica sativa break. Um, It is also responsible for the stony effect. THC by itself is not enjoyable. You don't want it. All it does is hit the fight or flight response in your brain and give you anxiety. That's why if you smoke really old cannabis, all of the essential oils, and terp- which are terpenes, are gone. They've evaporated. So you're going to have anxiety. Also, the second most important number is the harvest date. After two months, half of the terpenes are gone. So if you're smoking old cannabis, like I said, they're gone. Uh, and also... THC after time and after it's been sitting in maybe a light uh, a light display case, uh, light degrades cannabis. So the THC is going to degrade into CBN, which will make you tired. So even if you buy a sativa, which is supposed to be uplifting and energetic, if you if it's old, it's going to make you feel tired, and that's because the THC degraded. So hopefully. That was helpful for you guys. Next time I'm going to talk about concentrates and if you're into vaping, what type of concentrates to get into that will give you an enjoyable experience. But yeah, quick recap. Don't focus on the THC percentage. Focus on the terps. Use your nose. When you buy cannabis, if they hand you a jar, pick which one smells the best to you. All right, I'm out. Hope that helped. Rant of the week. Rant of the week. Rant of the week, rant of the week, rant of the week. Fucking Sean. Trading with Sean sucks ass. For two straight weeks in a row, I've spent about four hours back and forth texting with that asshole. Him saying, oh, hey, I want this. Hey, I want that. Hey, I want these guys. What do you think about this? Finally, we get to an agreement. I'm like, yeah, sure, man. Let's do that. Let's go ahead and make that trade. I like it. Let's pull the fucking trigger. Go. What happens? Oh, it's off the table. This past week, what happens? Oh, sorry. That's not enough. Dude, you proposed these two fucking guys for those two fucking guys, and now they're not enough? Why didn't you say that before? Huh, Sean? Why didn't you say that before? Why didn't you in the negotiation process say, hey, I'd like a little more for here. Hey, why don't you upgrade this position instead of saying, oh, now that you sent it, now that you've put all this thought and effort into upgrading both of our rosters, PSU would have upgraded in two of the three positions, motherfucker, why trade it now? 
Likewise, in the last one, you spent four hours trading with me, trying to trade with me. Then you pull the trade and give Andy two guys to beat me and take Olin injured fucking depot. Yeah. So basically, trading with you is the worst. Is there a better connector than the commish? So why don't you take us in a live look of what it's like hanging out with no balls assers. It is a live pod and what a day to be alive. It's your boy, the commish. And I'm sitting here at Rockwell Republic with two of our league's finest gentlemen. Who we got? Shawnee B. Oh, Shawnee B in the motherfucking building. Uh, Andy. Andy. Boy, we are having all kinds of rants today. So, uh, Sean, what's on your mind? One thought. Digital menus. Oh, about the league. Oh, oh, sorry. Um, my team I'm rolling out tonight. Say more. Oh, okay. Um, this is a podcast, so it's for our listening pleasure. <laughs> uh, I'm not great at podcasts, but I'm pretty excited about the crew I'm rolling out tonight. I think they're going to blow up for at least 30 total points against Chuck. And, um, yeah, I'm sitting there with Andy, pissed off at him for trading me Depot. I uh, hope it pays off. Commission will talk about basketball with me because he's afraid that uh, he's going to let some sort of guard down and I'm going to learn too much. He's asking me questions about his other league, asking for analysis. And he's mad about it. <laughs> It's okay, I got Andy Wilder. He'll talk to me all I want. And what what do you have to say to Stax? Uh, I just don't know why Stax attacks me every Monday. I'm just such a nice guy and I feel like I'm just I feel like I just get attacked for no reason. And uh, I don't know why he's so grumpy on Monday mornings. I feel like maybe he just needs to sleep more or smoke more. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's legal now. Get at it, Stax. All right. Shawnee B. Andy, anything to say? One thought. Um, well, I'm playing Dewey in both a uh, basketball league and a football league this week. Go, Dewey. Uh, wow, Sean, that's, that's not cool at all. So I'm hoping that um, I go 2-0 and against him. So, uh, Dewey, if I do go 2-0, and it's okay. Dewey's going to win. Don't worry about it. Sean, that's, that's not helpful. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Um, Chuck, I'm glad you're okay. And uh, for the commission, I just want to say, you know, I've lost for a month straight. It's uh, it's kind of like not seeing the sun for a while. I, um, I've been waking up and just kind of checking my pulse, you know. Um, so, anyways, that's all. It's the commission. I'll check back in when I win. Get well soon, Chuck. We out. The text thread consumes a lot of my data, and we, we cover a lot of topics in this thing, which is great, right? We always blast content. It's one of the, the tenets of the league, the way that I understand it, at least. And something that has come up several times is about daily fantasy sports. What do you use? Where do you go? And to give us a little insight on that, we're going to have... Uh, 
the wisdom teethless Andy walk us through that process. Hello there, no balls ass. It is Monday, December 3rd. I just wanted to check in with you guys, see how things are going. Um, My team's doing pretty well. Um, Fresh off another victory. Uh, I think it was four weeks ago, there was a poll where one of the options was how surprised you were at how bad my team is. well, that's not an option on any poll anymore, as I've won four in a row, and I'm doing pretty good. Um, like to say sorry to the commission, or I guess more sorry, not sorry, for um, beating him pretty soundly on his birthday week. That was pretty mean of me. Um, but I had a schedule advantage, and he had Curry out, so really there was no way to avoid it um, unless I sat players, which is just not really a good thing to do uh, in this highly competitive league. So um, now I've got Dewey coming up this week, and um, I think if we can keep Anthony Davis from doing anything too crazy, uh, he can pull off another victory here. So, um, yeah, pretty excited about that. Um, In other notes, I am going to – I know we've had a few conversations in the group thread about uh, daily fantasy sports – and um, most recently, Ian was asking a few questions about basketball, what it's like, how you, how to get into it, what are good options for it. Uh, I think Chalk and Stacks have, have done a little bit of it. Um, so I do daily fantasy sports pretty, pretty frequently. Um, basketball I do for fun. I, that was the first one I started probably – probably almost two years ago, um, two basketball seasons ago, uh, something to pass the time in the winter when I'm not doing golf as often. Um, thought it'd be very similar to our season long fantasy, um, which I've done fairly well at. So I thought I would be able to do fairly well at daily fantasy. Um, but it turns out it's very different. Um, it's, it's very different because each day you can you have the option of picking any player you want, no matter. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Nobody's on a team, and you have access to everyone. So it's a different sort of deal. It's more like a daily puzzle you have to piece together. So I thought I'd um, just kind of walk through what I do when I try and pick a team in daily fantasy for basketball. And so to start. Um, my process, uh, I look at a couple of different things. Um, same th- for daily fantasy, people always talk about you want to try and get as many minutes as possible, and you want guys who have the ball in their hands a lot because then they're going to get stats. Um, following the NBA, I have a pretty good idea of um, what guys, which guys have the ball and which guys have minutes. So the things that I look at that changes based on the day are um, – the um, pace of games and the amount of points that are going to be scored in the game, and then also how teams, um, which teams are better at defense against certain positions. So today we have seven games. Um, so I'm going to look. It looks like the highest over under is the Clippers Pelicans, and the lowest is the Cavaliers and the Nets. So. Um, 
usually you're trying you're obviously trying to get the games with the highest amount of points because that means more stats uh, on a on a daily level just the same as it is in regular fantasy so looking at um, different all the different teams there's a website i use it's called www.hashtagbasketball.com and then they have a section called uh, nba defense versus position so i it's a really nice sortable chart that you try and you can use to see which teams um, essentially give up the most points and rebounds and assists and steals and blocks so you're looking up you're looking for the teams obviously that give up the most stats to certain positions um you can't necessarily take it exactly as it is because um positions are so uh interchangeable nowadays in the nba um certain guys don't necessarily always play the same position so um certain teams are giving up a lot of points to guys who you may not always believe would be a specific position but for the most part it stays it stays pretty true so um, going through, I did this beforehand so you guys didn't have to wait for me to do this. I found that uh, point guard position, it looks like um, the teams that you want to highlight on are um, New York. They're playing Washington tonight. John Wall doesn't play any defense. Washington gives up a ton of points to point guards. Um, unfortunately, New York doesn't really have a point guard that you can for sure count on Emmanuel Moutier can be really good but he can also be really bad so that might not be ideal um Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks gives up a ton of points they're terrible at defense against point guards so that uh, means Steph Curry is somebody who I'm going to be looking at uh shooting guard position both the Atlanta Hawks and the Golden State Warriors give up a ton of points um Clay Thompson would be ideal playing against the Hawks tonight but He's also a guy that can give you a ton of points or not a ton of points, and so he's he's a pretty risky guy. He can he can do really well for you, but he can also not do great. So I I personally don't like playing Clay, um, so I might avoid him. Now Kent Bazemore, the, the Warriors also give up a lot of points to shooting guards. Kent Bazemore is playing the Warriors. He's a shooting guard. He also used to be a Warrior, so this could be a scenario where he really likes playing against his old team and does well looking at the small forward position there actually isn't any teams playing tonight that give up a ton of uh points and stats to small forwards so um durant has been on a tear he might be a guy i look at if i have enough salary available to uh for him um moving on to power forward um oh also if you have a position where there's not a lot of stats to um, figure out which team you want to highlight or which team you want to go up against a lot of times uh looking at the um highest over or the highest total games is a good way to start so clippers pelicans i got guys like miritich and gallinari who might be guys i want to highlight at small forward seems how i don't have any other really really ideal options uh power forward um uh, the New York Knicks give up a ton of points, so we are probably looking at guys like Markeith Morris, um, maybe Jeff Green, the backup for the Wizards, but most likely Markeith Morris would be a good guy. Also, 
if you notice a trend here, the Hawks are giving up a lot of points to power forward. So if he was healthy, Draymond Green would be a guy I would play. Um, I think if I'm already playing Curry and possibly Durant, um, you can't. You don't want to have multiple guys from the same team. You could have two, but going with more than two from the same team a lot of times means you're your guys are going to be vulturing stats from each other and you're just not going to do great overall um looking at teams that give up points to centers you have at the top of the list our good old detroit pistons andre drummond grabs a lot of rebounds but also doesn't play great defense so steven adams of the thunder is playing against him tonight he might be someone to grab um also the brooklyn nets give up a ton of points to centers um our favorite uh hipster center jared allen is very cool but also doesn't play much defense so tristan thompson who has been on a tear might be a guy that i would want to grab as well um the clippers give up a bunch of points to centers um that would mean anthony anthony davis is in play uh i'll probably have to figure out which specific stars i want to grab because there's no way i'll be able to afford anthony davis kevin durant and steph curry so we'll have to figure out who we want to highlight So now that I know which positions and possible players I want to highlight, I'm going to try and build a lineup. So I play DFS mainly on DraftKings and Yahoo. Um, So DraftKings is the biggest website. They also have the most prize winnings and the most tournaments, but it can also be harder because there's um, so many more people playing. Uh, Yahoo is a really great site. I like it probably the best out of all the possible sites um they have when you first start out they have a whole bunch of um contests you can enter that are only for beginners and i think it's like the first hundred contests you enter you're only playing against other people who are also in their first hundred contests and then after you finish that you're in a next level which is a non-veteran level so you're i think that's for your first 1000 contests so you're only playing against people who are also playing their first 1000 contest so it makes a difference if you're playing against the guy who's played tons and tons of contests he probably has a pretty good idea of what he's doing and has an advantage on you as you're just learning so yahoo's a great site um that's probably the number one recommended site from from all andy uh DraftKings is number two just because you can you, there's a, a lot more options on DraftKings. Um, FanDuel's out there. I personally haven't really done well on FanDuel and don't really like the way most of the contests are run, so I don't play there anymore. Um, but we're gonna do. We're gonna piece together a lineup today on DraftKings. So DraftKings has for basketball. They have eight different spots. You have fifty thousand dollars you can spend, and they set the salary for each player each day, and it changes. Usually, it'll go up when they're doing well, go down when they're doing poorly. Um, so you're always looking for guys who you think um, might be priced lower than what they should be, so you can fit in better players um sometimes price doesn't really matter you're picking guys that you want based on how good they are um so those are some of the decisions you have to make when building a lineup um the other thing about DraftKings is most players on there they give multiple positions to so you can piece them in certain spots um i actually think it makes it easier for most people because they can fit in a lot of different guys in different spots 
Again, I prefer Yahoo because each player only has one position, so it makes it a little bit trickier to figure out who you're going to play. Um, so for me, I think I do better because I it's easier for me to, to piece guys together when it's when they're when it's more challenging to f- to fit certain guys in so DraftKings it's a lot easier to to pick guys so I feel like I lose my advantage there but um so walking through the lineup you got the five positions point guard through center then you have a guard position so you can have either type of guard forward position any type of forward and then a final utility position you can play anyone so I usually start at the top, work my way down. There's a lot of different ways to build a lineup. You can plug in certain guys that you want, work from there. Um, it's totally up to you. So um, I, my point guard, I've got Steph Curry. He's 9,500 out of my 50,000. So I put him in. Moving down to shooting guard, I've got looking at Kent Bazemore, who I wanted. He's actually he's priced at 4,600. After playing a while, you realize Kent Bazemore is usually priced somewhere closer to 6000 so he's a little bit cheaper than he normally is. He's already in a, a guy that I wanted to have, so if him with his price being a little bit cheaper, I'm definitely adding him in for my shooting guard. Small forward, we talked about not really having anybody good. Um, I'm going to put in Miritich. He was one of the two guys that I thought might be good because they're in a high point total game. Uh, in terms of price, he's right about he's at seventy two hundred, which is right about what he normally is um, price wise. So we're just gonna stick with him there and call it good. Um, power forward, we talked about Marquise Morris. Um, he is an option that I am actually going to use in my um, my slot for both forward positions later. Um, if I'm going to try and get a couple more good players in, I might have to go for a cheaper guy. So at power forward, I am picking P.J. Tucker. He's only $4,400. He usually plays a ton of minutes. He's going up against Minnesota. Um, Houston has been playing faster and scoring more points now that they're all healthy so i think they're kind of trending up pj tucker is always on the court he doesn't necessarily score a lot but he gets a lot of fringe points and he's pretty consistent uh center wise we talked about steven adams tristan thompson they are both priced very similar uh Steven Adams has been trending down since Russ came back. Tristan Thompson's been trending up. So I'm going to take Tristan Thompson and hope he does well. So there's my five standard positions now. Um, I have a guard position so I can play a point guard or a shooting guard. I like uh, uh, Lou Williams. Lou Williams is only priced at 4900 That's also about 1000 below below what he's typically priced at. He's in the game that has the highest point total. And I actually watched the Clippers-Dallas game last night, and he he didn't um, play as many minutes as he normally does. Um, so I think he might be playing more minutes tonight. They're on a back-to-back, and I, I think he's, he's due for a breakout game, and they'll be shooting a ton of shots in that game. So I'm going to throw him in there. Uh, I talked about my forward position. I was going to put in Markeith Morris, so I do that. Um, so that leaves me with my utility position. 
Um, I have just about $7,000 left of my salary. So that leaves me with the choice between, uh, let's see here, I've got um, Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, Robert Covington, Julius Randle, um, and Danilo Gallinari. So out of those four, Gallinari was somebody I talked about before. Um, Covington can be a pretty good play. And Hardaway Jr. can be a pretty good play, but their usually their best games aren't nearly as good as Gallinari on one of his best games. And throw in the fact that Gallinari's playing in the game with what's supposed to be the most points, and Gallinari's actually been shooting pretty well recently. I'm going to go ahead and go with him. Um, oh, Julius Randle was the other option I could have had. I think Julius Randle is going to be matched up against um, Montrez Harrell quite a bit for the Clippers, both being on the second unit. Harrell's a pretty similar guy that actually tends to play pretty good defense, so I don't think Randle will have as big of a game. So we're going with Danilo. That wraps up my lineup. I've got, out of the $50,000, I have 400 left. Um I could try and switch somebody to find somebody who's a little bit more expensive. That usually means a little bit better stats, but $400 out of $50,000 is not a big deal. I'm, I'm fine leaving that on the table. If it was $1,000 or more, I might try and find somebody because for $1,000 you can usually get an average stats of, of a few more, but I'm going to stick with what I have. Um, so that's my lineup. Uh, we'll see how they do. Now, uh, as far as overall DFS goes, basketball is actually considered the um, one of the tougher ones just because everybody is pretty close to their average. Um, so you don't the every most people unless you're not you don't really know what you're doing are gonna pick guys who are who are gonna do fairly well. There's a lot of information out there, so you really have to kind of. Be really you like pick all eight of your picks really well. If you have one or two guys not do very well, you, you're probably not going to win. Uh, some of the other sports like uh, golf, for instance, or hockey or baseball, you have a lot more variables where guys can either score a goal, hit a home run, um, that sort of things. So you can have guys not do well and then have other guys do really well and still win uh, basketball's tough because you have to basically have all eight of your guys do at least their average and most likely better so um i like doing it dfs our daily fantasy basketball is probably my least favorite daily fantasy sport but um it's one that we all are pretty into so i thought i'd walk through how, how I go about doing it. So, um, yeah, if you have any questions, um, feel free to shoot me a text. I, I like talking about it. This is another way to do more fantasy because that's what we all need nowadays, right? More fantasy basketball. So, all right, have a good day, guys. Thank you. That has been the Fantasy Basketball Podcast with your host, Pod Tom. Can end this one with a little addendum. How'd you do, Andy? So yesterday I walked through how I make a daily fantasy basketball lineup. Uh, that was for Monday, December 3rd. Um, so now we're going to go back and see how I did. Uh, the tough thing about specifically NBA DFS is any sort of 
injury news usually happens right before the game starts, sometimes after the game start. Um, so that can usually set your lineup, and then if you're, you kind of have to pay attention to who potentially gets injured. That way, you can switch your lineup if need be. Um, and as we saw last night, uh, Nikola Mirotic, who was on my fantasy team, uh, got ruled out at 7:15 due to illness so luckily that game didn't start yet so you can replace players who haven't started their game yet you just can't replace them after they've started obviously so I was able to take him out of my lineup and thankfully um, my shooting guard Kent Bazemore who in retrospect I wish I hadn't played because he had six fantasy points but he was eligible to be either shooting guard or small forward so I switched Kent Bazemore from my shooting guard position to my small forward position. That allowed me to put Drew Holiday um, at my shooting guard position. And I wanted Drew Holiday because with Miritich out, all the other Pelicans were going to have better stats. Um, Anthony Davis was too expensive to put anywhere on my team. And I said yesterday when I walked through, I didn't really like Randall because of Harrell's defense. Um, turns out Randall would have been a good play too, but Drew Holiday was the the best play and I'm, I'm glad I switched him in so to make room I had to switch uh, I to get Drew Holiday that put me I think $500 over the 50000 so I had to switch somebody out um, I found that by switching Danilo Gallinari out in my utility position for Jeff Teague um, that left me with the exact right amount of money and um, Jeff Teague's playing at home against Houston in a game that was supposed to be fast. Um, turned out that they didn't hit the over-under, but Jeff Teague still had a pretty good game. So looking back at my team, uh, out of eight, all eight guys, I totaled up 277.75 um, DraftKings fantasy points. I entered it into the main um, tournament for the day that cost $1.00. So there was 47,000 different DFS teams in that tournament. Um, 277th put me in 8,180th place, which was um, 80, I guess, in the top 17%, um, where I was right at, I guess, 80 three i don't know the best way to describe it but usually in order to cash you have to be within the top 25 percent so i made that and um i won two dollars so i entered one dollar came out with two dollars so overall that would be a, a win for me so um yeah that's the recap